When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, are you ready for some money rehab? Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player, GameStop. And should I have a 401k? You don't do it? No, I never. Girl. You think the whole world revolves around you and your money? Well, it doesn't. Charge for wasting our time. I will take a check. Like an old school You recognize her from anchoring on CNN, CNBC, and Bloomberg. The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. The cold lapin. The phrase working mother is redundant. I've always thought that. Same with being a strong woman. Being a mother might be the toughest job you will ever have. But thinking about how you'll balance your career before the stork arrives can make taking on the job as a mom go more smoothly. And as soon as you do, you'll encounter the question, to work or not to work. The choice of whether to go back to your pre-baby job or focus on your new full-time position as a mommy is such a personal one, and it's obviously a financial one too. Former Yahoo CEO Marissa Mayer kicked off an international debate on parental leave when she opted for a brief maternity leave of two weeks after she gave birth to her twin daughters in 2015, giving her employees a heads up that she would be working throughout her absence. Other women opt for full maternity leave if offered by their employer. Some women choose to leave the workforce until their kids enter the K-12 system, choosing to be at home with them until they are at school all day long. Some take the leave to work from home, either negotiating this agreement with their employer or going into business for themselves. And still others leave the workforce and take on another full-time job, being a mom, permanently. Don't wait until you're expecting your mini, though, to ask yourself these two questions that will help narrow it down to which options might be best for you, your family, your finances, and your career. Number one, what's our household cost-benefit analysis for each form of childcare? Number two, what's the shelf life of my skill set? These questions are best taken together as they inform each other and your career moves post-baby. The first one can really be simplified as how much money do we as a household have coming in versus how much money would we have going out for each childcare option. And the second one is a question of which skills are available to you now and how on top of your game will you be after stepping out of the workforce for one, three, five, ten years, maybe more. Let me share two examples of different friends who have taken slightly different routes in this regard. My friend Abby lives in San Francisco and has worked for years as a teacher at a private school. Her husband is an advertising executive and they own their home. 
All of this to say, hey, they're doing pretty well. When they had their first child, Abby took the full 12 weeks off. It was summer vacation, so it turned out to be perfect timing. And then started the school year back at work full time. Because nannies in San Francisco are so expensive, they opted for a nanny share with three other families in their neighborhood. But the money they were spending on childcare quickly outpaced the money that Abby was bringing home from work, and soon they were underwater. After the first school year, Abby decided to leave her job and care for her daughter full time, a move that actually saved her family a lot of money. With another child now on the way, it makes even more sense for Abby to stay at home rather than shelling out for daycare times two. However, she plans to go back to work once both kids are in the K-12 system. And as a teacher with years of experience, not to mention tons of time spent around kids every single day, she feels confident that she'll be able to jump back into the classroom, maybe a bit rusty, but still on top of her game. So that's Abby. Now let's look at another friend, Emily. Emily and her husband are both high-powered accountants making a great living in Chicago. When they had their first kid, Emily took her full 12 weeks off too, and then, knowing that childcare would be expensive and also planning on having another kid right away, decided to leave the workforce temporarily. However, as an accountant, Emily has to get recertified regularly, stay on top of new policies, and interface with clients. After two full years out of the workforce, she felt herself falling years behind, and she and her husband agreed that the amount of money they were saving by having her at home to watch the kids wasn't worth her taking 10 steps back in her career, only to jump back into the workforce down the road at a lower pay grade. So they opted for a regular nanny so that she could go back to work full-time, albeit now working from home on Fridays, which she successfully negotiated with her employer. Now back in the swing of things, she recently got another promotion, which will allow her to cover the nanny and also allow them to save for baby number two. To decide whether you're opting for the Abby path or the Emily path, you have to ask yourself these two golden questions. And again, they are number one, what's our household cost benefit analysis for each form of childcare? Number two, what's the shelf life of my skill set? For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Family planning does not and should not occur in a vacuum. You need to take the long view, leaving extra time as a buffer for things to go wrong, which inevitably they will. Want to have three kids? Well, it can be difficult to get pregnant the first time, and if you have to repeat the process three times over, you could be looking at a decade-long process of building out your family. The same goes for childcare, of course. Don't just think about the next year, although, hey, when we're talking about having a newborn at home, I do not blame you for thinking about one day at a time. I will say it again, though, this should be more of a long-term strategy. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoy and Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Nikki Etor and Will Pearson. Our mascots are Penny and Mimsy. Huge thanks to OG Money Rehab team Michelle Lands for her development work, Catherine Law for her production and writing magic, and Brandon Dickert for his editing, engineering, and sound design. And as always, thanks to you for finally investing in yourself so that you can get it together and get it all. We spend